Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, welcome to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle and I am One Organized Mama. Wow. What a week, huh? What a week, what a past couple of weeks. If we were to look back a month ago or two months ago or a year ago, we could have never imagined that we would be where we are right now. Am I right? I mean, unbelievable on what's going on. But um, we're all in the same boat across the globe. We're all going through um, the same journey. And um, what I want to talk about in today's episode is if you are a doer, I want to give you some ideas of things that you can be doing right now um, in this situation. I can speak from personal experience that when I feel frustrated, um, call me a control control freak, um, but I do like to be in control of things. When I just feel, I don't like to feel like I'm not in control of a situation. So the remedy for that is I have to focus and do something. So I did um, jump in to do some volunteering for our situation locally um, once I found out that schools were being shut down. I work primarily from home. And um, for the most part, I thought, gosh, you know what? In my industry, um, as a realtor, um, that's probably going to slow down quite a bit. I can kind of just temporarily push that to the back burner, focus on my family, focus on my home, and do some um, volunteer work to try to help um, some, uh, you know, people in in my community. So that's kind of what I jumped into yesterday because I did. I felt very frustrated about the situation, and it feels like I'm completely out of control. And for um, all of us, I mean, that's not a great feeling, right? So in this episode, again, I'm going to talk about some things that you can do um, over the next few weeks, areas that you can focus on. Um, while we all get through and endure this situation. Um, If you follow me, you know that my philosophy of organization really focuses on uh, time management. I really feel like time management is a foundation to getting and staying organized. You've got to get your time under control and how you're spending your time, which is your most precious resource, And once you can get your time under control, then that can carry over and you can really start to get your life organized. So um, how to stay sane, helpful, and compassionate when the world is just feels absolutely out of control. Let's talk about the time buckets. The time buckets. These are all of the areas of your life that, um, that 
make you up that that these are the areas that as a multifaceted, a multi-skilled, a multi-talented person, you have all of these different areas of your life, right? For instance, work, family, your physical and health, your financial life, your home life, your social and hobby life, and what I like to call is your quiet time, and that's your faith or your spiritual life. And so these are the time buckets. And again, these make up every area of your life for every person out there. And the reason that I call them buckets is because a bucket is a container. Your time is a resource. And throughout our day, we are dividing our time into different areas of our life. So for instance, if we have a regular eight-hour workday, we're giving eight hours of our time and putting it into our work bucket. So make sense? That's why I like to use buckets because it's a container. It holds something. And so I want you, when it comes to managing your time, to really think that way, that you are using a precious resource and you're putting it in different containers of your life. That's what the time buckets are all about. So, all right, let's get started here. In each time bucket, I'm going to give you some things that you could be doing. Because if you're someone like me who's a doer, you probably like to be in control and um, take care of things and kind of just have to be doing something. So, and if you're not, I'm going to give you some tips of things that you can be doing because honestly, I think we all should be doing something right now, even though we have to focus on social distancing, keeping ourselves, um, you know, healthy and away from others. There are still things that every human can be doing during this time. So the first bucket I'm going to start on is the work bucket. Now, work is your paid and unpaid occupation. So for those of you out there who are stay-at-home moms, for instance, I've been a stay-at-home mom in the past. That is your That falls into your work bucket. That is an occupation. That is something that you are um, dedicating your life to. That is your focus. Or if you're on the other end of the spectrum and you're a retiree, you probably have different things that you're doing. Maybe you're taking care of grandchildren or volunteering your time or doing different things. Those things, again, can fall into your work bucket. Now, the reason I'm starting with this is because this is a very, very difficult issue for almost everybody in our country at this moment. Either people are losing their jobs or they are overworked beyond anything. Our healthcare workers, uh, people in retail, grocery stores, um, transportation, um, different areas of government, people are either one extreme or the other. There's not enough work or there's more than they can possibly handle. Um, This is something that in my own personal family, we are experiencing. My husband is in law enforcement. He worked until 3 a.m. 
and had to be back at work at 9 a.m. today. Um, and I know a lot of you guys out there are like that. So my focus as his wife is just to really take everything off his plate and um, just kind of allow, make sure he gets enough rest. If you um, have listened to some of my earlier podcast episodes, my husband um, has a chronic form of leukemia. So it's something that's super, super, super on my mind all the time to ensure that he takes his medicine, he's taking care of himself, getting enough rest, all of that. But he still has a job to do. So work is really tough for a lot of Americans right now and a lot of people across the globe, quite frankly. Um, A few things that you can do during this time is you can support local small businesses or it doesn't have to be local, support any small business. Um, I'm not somebody that has like an overabundance of um, food or household supplies. I'm kind of like a one in one out kind of person. Um, So I definitely fall in the category where I'm making a lot of little trips to different stores and trying to really think outside of the box on where I can find toilet paper or Parmesan cheese. I don't know. I mean, very first world problems, right? But um, what I am finding is that I'm really kind of relying on some small businesses in my community and online. Um, I definitely am kind of grossed out by like the price gouging. So I stay away from those folks that want to take advantage but I definitely am getting creative and I definitely am trying to give my money to uh, support small businesses and those creative folks out there, those entrepreneurs who um, really need all of our support right now. I mean, everyone's running to Walmart and Costco and Target and the grocery store chains, but if you can take a step back and think outside of the box And even though you may pay a little bit more, if you're able to do it, it may be better to shop small and um, support some of these folks that are really nervous about this, um, about our economy right now and what it's going to do and if they're going to be able to keep the lights open. So do support small businesses. Now... If you are on the other end of the spectrum where your um, employment is in jeopardy or you've been laid off from work or your business is shut down, I want you to consider, if you can, getting a side gig because I will tell you there is a great need out there. Again, think of the opposite end of the spectrum. Think of those doctors and nurses Think of those people in law enforcement. Think of those, all of those folks, you know, truck drivers, all of those people that are working so much. Number one, some of those places, like in my local community, um, we have a big Amazon distribution center. I think they are hiring like thousands of workers right now. So even though it may not be your jam to go and work for Amazon or at a local grocery store, we all have to do what we need to do to get by. But also, um, think of a side business. I did that during the recession. We were in the recession in uh, 2011, 2012, when um, I started One Organized Mama. My mother thought I was batshit crazy because she's like, I had a job in government and I left it to go start a home organizing business with no benefits. 
And so um, I did it and I made it work. And I started that business at the worst part of the American uh, economy, through the worst part of the recession. And you know what? I grew it. I worked really hard. I um, uh, made it work. You just make it work when you have to. So if you find yourself out of work, there are opportunities out there. You're just going to have to think outside of the box, get a little creative, and you know, find out what your different skills and talents are and make some money doing them. All right. The other thing that I want to uh, tell you about and that you should be doing every day in your work bucket, and I heard this from um, someone I follow on social media. His name is John Acuff. He wrote a book a few years ago about, oh gosh, off the top of my head, I cannot remember the name of his book, but he has a quote that if you are are working from home and it's not something that you normally do, a little secret from those of us who do work from home, take a shower, get dressed and get ready like you are going into the office, like you're going into your place of business. Um, I promise you it will make all the difference in the world. He had a funny thing about this um, on his social media today and it said, make sure you get dressed for work. Because after wearing flannel for three days, you begin to feel like a failure. And there is something really profound about that. I mean, I do have my days where I'm like sticking to my yoga pants and my comfy sweatshirt. By all means, I love it. And sometimes I do have days where I don't dress. But um, for the most part, I really do try to follow this. And I really do try to dress for success because the way that you're dressed, I feel like I have to be working. I put this effort into getting ready. I better get to uh, doing some work. So those are just a few things that you can do in your work bucket. Moving on to your family bucket. The other day we were in the grocery store and um, we the lines were wrapped around. Every single register was open. The lines were wrapped around to the uh, frozen section. you I mean, the frozen section is usually like the furthest part from a register. I know you don't know my grocery store, but if, and I'm sure you've experienced the same wherever you're at. And I was there with my husband and it was before we picked up the kids from school because I thought I was going to be one of the smart ones. And I was like going to avoid the after school or after work rush. I mean, I had no idea what I was walking into. So we um, did some grocery shopping and we're waiting in line and I just found myself getting absolutely just irritated and furious. And I was like, what the, I mean, what is wrong with me? And I kind of checked myself, but you know what I noticed? It was how people were acting. Um, For instance, there was a family that um, was trying, I mean, the lines were long for every cash, uh, for every cashier and checkout section. But the um, there was a family with some very young children, and they were just being obnoxious and trying to cut in line. And finally, someone just let them cut in line. But it wasn't the fact that they cut in line. It was the fact that they had small children. And this was the example that they were setting for their children. And other people's children were watching this craziness go on while these people were acting like this. I mean, that's the one thing that we teach our kids to do in school. You have to stand in line and wait your turn. And um, 
you know, these people were just had better places to be or whatever their excuse was, but they were um, not playing so fairly or by the rules and made their way to cut off everybody and, and get into line. So whether you have children or not, you know what, our kids are all watching us. So instead of acting crazy or acting out, why don't we focus on what we can do? So, you know, kids are home from school. Kids are um, going with us to those grocery store trips and stuff. So just be really aware of it. And if you can, and you should pay it forward, because you know what happened while I was standing in line, the lady in front of me who I was just casually chatting with, kind of picked up on my attention. And she said, you have kids to pick up from school, don't you? And I said, yes, I'm sorry. That's just why I'm just, just kind of irritated. And she said, you go ahead of me. And I was kind of shocked. And I was like, are you sure? She said, I don't have small children go in front of me. And so she allowed me to cut in front of her, not only me, but there was another woman standing behind us who had small children in her cart. And she allowed that woman to go in ahead of her as well. So I kind of had to check myself and shake off my irritation with that first family. And I decided that I was going to pay that forward. And um, so I got in my car. I remember that I have an elderly neighbor down the street. Before I took my groceries in, My um, I went down there, rang her doorbell with my eight-year-old, and we checked on our elderly neighbor just to make sure that she had everything that she needed. And it was inspired by the kindness of that woman who let me cut in front. So pay it forward. Your children are watching or children in general are watching. Um, for those of us that have kids at school right now, it's imperative that you get them on a routine or a schedule. Um, my kids completely hate my guts right now because I'm insisting on this. Like my son does not understand why he can't just stay up late. And I keep telling him because it's not a vacation. Um, I just, they have to stay on a routine. I, um, if they're not on a routine, then I don't have a routine. And I'm just that type of person. Like I like a routine because I feel like it frees up a lot of my time. So it will help you kind of get through this, this stuff of having your kids home with you all the time is if you do create a really good routine for your family. All right. The last thing that I want you to do for family, I want you to think of all of the different types of families out there. I want you to think of all of those different family members and I want you to check on families. I want you to check on the elderly. I want you to check on new parents. I want you to check on single parents. I want you to check in with those people that do work in those grocery stores, that do drive those trucks, that do work in healthcare, and all of those professions where they are being overworked right now, I want you to check on them. I want you to check on your friends and family that are immuno, immune compromised. I want you to check on your friends and family who are going through chemo. I want you to check on each other. And I want you to have your children see you do this and encourage your children to do this. This is what we do when times get tough. Okay. Talk about tough. My favorite bucket, 
the physical and health bucket. Um, get outdoors. I mean, we here in Las Vegas, we have a Las, um, the Red Rock, Red Rock Canyon. And um, the other day I saw something in the news. I didn't read the article. I just saw the headline. And it said like they had to shut it down because people are social distancing. So where else do you go? You would go to the great outdoors. Well, apparently everybody had that same idea. And so they actually had to limit the number of people going into the Red Rock Canyon because that's what we do. We get outside. I fortunately live in a part of the valley in Las Vegas where I have the beautiful desert in my backyard. And so we go out there, ride bikes, hike, and um, with our little social circle of people we've already probably exposed, we just set a play date starting today. So at 2.30 in the afternoon, we um, took the kids' bikes and we call it the road to nowhere and it goes out into the desert and we let the kids ride their bikes and run around and just get them out of the house. So get outdoors. I mean, let's be honest, could this have happened at a better time of year, spring? I mean, for the most part, spring is beautiful in most places. So get outside. Um, and on that note, stay active. Um, we all know that those who are susceptible to illness, um, you know, need to, are, are, are more uh, vulnerable. That's what I'm trying to say. Sorry, my brain is a little bit off. Um, so you don't want to fall in that category. So try to keep yourself healthy. And so in order to do so, you need to stay active, do things around your home. You don't actually have to go to a gym. Did you know house cleaning and decluttering and organizing your house actually burns quite a few calories? I don't know how many, but I know they burn a lot of calories. So stay active. All right, let's talk about your finances. I want you to create a budget. I want you to stick to that budget and not overbuy. And on that category of buying stuff, I'm sorry, I keep looking at some of these folks that are like buying gargantuan amounts of, of items. I mean, I can't help but think like, can you really afford that? Because I don't think I can like, I'd have to put all that stuff on a credit card, like buying tons and tons of water bottles and toilet paper and all kinds of, all the medicines in the medicine aisle, I'd have to put it on a credit card. There's no way that that's part of my normal budget. So just be aware and very, try to be very practical about the overbuying. You can, I'm telling you, I'm not someone that has a ton of stuff in my home. For the most part, I've been able to find just about everything that we need. Um, I'm constantly on the lookout for toilet paper though. So that's the only thing that does make me a little bit nervous. But for the most part, everything else, I've been able to buy it. Um, also, only buy what you're actually going to use. It's really silly to go out there because you still have a budget no matter who you are. Um, so be very careful and very aware of not purchasing things that are um, not items that you're going to use or consume. And so I'm just very like, you know, when I'm going out there and shopping, like mac and cheese is a big staple at our house. Yeah, I'll buy a few extra boxes because I know we'll eventually eat it. But I'm not buying 40 boxes of it because I don't want it to go bad before I can use it. Um, and 
here's something I'm really trying to be conscientious of when I buy. If I'm able, if, if there are two items on a shelf, I'm leaving one for somebody else. If you can help it, try not to buy the last of every item that's on a shelf. Remember that there are people behind you. Maybe there are people that haven't gotten off work yet, that haven't made it to the store. Maybe save it for them and give other people an opportunity to buy that item. Um, So especially if you're buying multiples, like if you can do, if you got at least one, consider that awesome and um, save some of the rest for others. All right. And then also get creative. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like right now I have like a little bit of toilet paper anxiety and I have told my family, like I actually have a toilet paper contingency plan. If you can believe that just in case, like I can't find toilet paper right now, we're fine right now. We're good. But I'm like, okay guys, we might have to like all use the same bathroom and we might need to get like squirt bottles. And I know TMI, but like I know I'm not the only one kind of thinking of that. So you just are going to have to get creative. Uh, One of the creative things I love that people are doing right now on social media is that they're sharing ideas and sharing recipes. People are starting to like make bread and do some really creative kind of things. Um, So definitely get creative to help you stay on budget and keep things in check in your financial bucket. All right, moving on to the home bucket work on home projects and declutter. I mean, that's what I have written down. I mean, you're going to be home. Make the most of it. Um, I'm not a super homebody. Like I go through phases. Sometimes I am, but generally I'm pretty active and social person. I like to be out there doing stuff, but this is a good time. Like my husband just texted me this evening and said, Hey, FYI, garage needs to get organized during this quarantine. All right. Yes, sir. We will get the garage organized and maybe I'll share some photos with you when we do. But focus on decluttering, get those home projects done, finish those home projects that you've started and make the most of being at home. All right, the next bucket is your social and hobby bucket. All right, yes, I get a little bit of a first world problem. And the reason I'm just kind of talking about first world problems is because Again, this is a global issue and it is a little bit like cringy that we're like, you know, talking about some of this stuff and, you know, we're hoarding water bottles where other people in other nations, I mean, barely have enough food to eat, you know, on a regular basis. So yeah, this is, it's just kind of an interesting time, but I mean, we do live in the first world too. So it is important to Take care of yourself. Have some fun. I mean, again, we have um, a small social group, which includes my sister and a dear friend of ours. And I mean, we spend, you know, a lot of time together throughout our week. So we've just kind of continued and um, we're having fun with them. We're kind of getting creative. We are um, doing stuff that's social and just kind of sharing in this all together, because I think that is really important. I think it's important to keep it really fresh and fun on social media and honestly kind of block the toxic people and the, the, you know, people that are just like doom and gloom. It's okay to do the snooze. If you go on to, um, 
Facebook and you click, I think it's like three little dots and it'll say like snooze for 30 days. I've snoozed quite a few people. I've snoozed the the doom and gloom, the world is ending kind of people. I've kept the people that are sharing the funny memes and the inspiring things and inspiring quotes and and trying to contribute that in my own life and stuff. So stay social. I mean, make the best of this and we're all going to eventually get through it. Um and if you have hobbies, focus on some of those hobbies. Again, take the opportunity to have a little bit of reset in your life and focus on some of the things that you always claim you don't have enough time to do. Well, now you probably do. All right. The last bucket that I'm going to talk about is a quiet time. So I have to tell you, right before I did this podcast, first of all, I'm recording this podcast kind of late at night because I had a crazy day and um, my brain was just all over the place today. It's first day of quarantine, first day of no kids having or kids having no school. As you can see, I'm just kind of mumble talking. Um, So really brain is shot and um, I made dinner for my kids and I made um, some pasta and they were watching Aladdin on Disney Plus. And I kind of just needed a break. And so I uh, put some pasta in a bowl. I walked upstairs and I sat on my bedroom floor because I was going to watch TV and just escape for a few minutes and eat my pasta. And I ate my pasta and uh, sat in front of the TV. And about three or four minutes in, I realized I was just staring at a dark TV. I never, never even turned on the TV. I just, my brain is on overload. It is absolutely unbelievable what we're going through. And I know I'm not alone in this. And so whether your quiet time consists of staring at a TV that's not even on, if it consists of focusing on your faith, if you meditate, if you have a spiritual practice, you need to make time for your quiet time bucket. That's it. You that's what you've got to do because if you don't, you will also be staring at a TV for minutes on end without realizing you even turned it on cuz there's so much going on in your head right now. So, friends, I just wanted to Um, do this episode, give you a little bit of hope, a little bit of a silver lining. Again, we're going to get through this. I want you to slow down. I want you to take a breather. And I want you to focus on the different areas of your life. And again, maybe this is just life's way of kind of telling us, hey, you need a little bit of a reset. Um, And we need to be grateful for all of our blessings. And sometimes we need a little bit of a different perspective because boy, are we getting one. So I thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Please share with anybody that uh, you think could benefit from it. And I will um, have future episodes. And so uh, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening 
and I will see you next week on the One Organized Mama podcast. Thank you.